When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that because you're already listening to a podcast. I look like a Yeti. <laughs> I need to shave. Okay. <clears throat> Hello and welcome. This is what the third episode of the Inbox of Oddities where we share emails and comments and social media posts. We're so glad you're here, Freak Family. And a special hello to the more recent members of the Freak Family. We've received a lot of emails and messages from people who have just found the podcast. Yeah, that's really interesting. I wonder how and why. What's going on? (laughs) I don't know what's going on, but I like it. Yeah, we do. Thanks for hanging out with us. And thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. We've got some really fun stuff uh, lined up for today. And anytime you want to share your stuff with us, send it to curator at theboxofoddities.com. And as we've said for a long, long time, we can't respond to all of the emails that we get, but please be assured that we do read every single one except the ones from Camp Lejeune. Right. Oh, if you ever want to send us an attachment or a link or something, absolutely provide context. Because if it's just an email with a link, we're not going to click it. Not again. Not again. No. (laughs) Our first email comes from Anthony. Hey guys, I'm only into the podcast about 60 episodes or so, but man, do I love you so much. Yay! (laughs) You definitely sound like soulmates, and I live vicariously through your podcast. My best friend and I had had very similar conversations, as you two do, for about 30 years before he passed away unexpectedly. I feel like the Box of Oddities is exactly the kind of podcast we would have done together if we'd ever done something like this. Thanks, Anthony. That means a lot to us. And that's really how we started doing this. It was just every day it was like, hey, did you hear they found a giant fossilized Viking turd? No way. Let me see. <laughs> Here it is. Oh, it looks like he had corn. Vikings ate corn, right? You know, I don't know. Maybe it had not been introduced into, uh, into Europe yet. Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't seem mm. right, but I've been wrong before. I find that hard to believe. Okay, so I'm on the road at work, but just listen to the ver- the second inbox of oddities. And I have to tell you, Bernadette Reinhardt's name needs to be pronounced Bernadette Reinhardt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. Thanks. We appreciate that. I absolutely agree. Thank you so much, Patrick, for sharing that because uh, that's precious. <laughs> Morgan says, hello, friends from the past. I come to you from the future, I think. 
I just stopped whatever I was doing to share my first actual boo effect. Huzzah! Huzzah! We encourage people to use the word huzzah. And buller! Buller. I've made it to box 480 in an attempt to stay ahead of my love Warren in a constant race to see who's further than who. (laughs) (laughs) What a contest. It sounds like something you and I would do, doesn't it? We've both listened throughout our workday since box... And Jethro starts talking about botched executions. He begins by talking about Kenneth Eugene Smith, who actually survived only because his death guy sucked ass at finding veins. Oh, We've got a, uh, a spoiler alert for you for both of your pork taints. As I write this, it's January 30th, uh, 2024, and five days ago on January 25th, Alabama executed Kenneth Eugene Smith using nitrogen hypoxia. Yeah. But I digress. Before all the above went down, I was reading the news article about their plan to do so and had some pretty mixed feelings like, Jesus, he's going to flail around for a while till he kicks it, huh? That's kind of mean, isn't it? But so is murdering, so he'll be fine. (laughs) Any hoozle, hope you're all doing great. Cat, you're my spirit animal and I love you. When we listen together, Warren always points at me and says, you do slash say the same thing <laughs> as I'm doing said thing, snort. Weird, right? Toodles from Terre Haute, Indiana. Morgan and Warren. Yeah, keep us up to date on who's ahead. Is it Haute or Ho? I feel like it's Isla Ho in Maine. So wouldn't it be Terre Haute and maybe I always that's thought just it was, I always thought it was Terre Haute. Let's... Of course, then again, I always thought it was Des Moines A, too. No, you didn't. Uh, Also, why do Arkansas and Kansas sound so different? Shouldn't it be... Arkansas? No. Arkansas? Or Kansas? Well, that's where they get Tex-Arcana. Terre Haute. Terre Haute. Thanks, Google machine. Okay, but in Maine, it's Idaho. Though we've been known to pronounce things wrong. (laughs) Callous. The real callous in France is Calais, but no, not in Maine. It's callous. Yeah. Also, we're just not going to answer the Kansas-Arkansas thing. It's too confusing to get into. Moving right along. Taylor writes, I loved the second half of episode 471. Can we please rename the episode Shoeperstitions? <laughs> just say it out loud. There's no way to say it with a straight face. Shoeperstitions. <laughs> You're right. So interesting learning about a custom of hiding a shoe inside a construction project to ward off evil. I used to renovate apartments in Minneapolis during college. The ones we worked on the longest were built in 1899. Hmm. And one day, as I was pulling up some floorboards, I found an old shoe in there. The leather was old and dry. It practically crumbled in my hands as I pulled it out. Until your show today, I always just thought some poor bastard got his foot trapped in the gap when the final floorboard was being installed and had to sacrifice his shoe to remove said foot. All along, he was probably some dude warding off evil spirits. Hopefully it worked. Why are spirits afraid of shoes? That's a question I need answered. Mm. We lived in an old house in uh, Holton, Maine when I was a kid. And it was, you know, it was probably 1850. 50s, 1860s. It was an old house Mm. and it had a back shed. But when was the house built? I see what you're doing there. (laughs) Um, It had a back shed and some of the boards on the wall were a little bit loose and I was just out there messing around. I was probably 12 and I pulled one of the boards out and I found a treasure trove of uh, ancient porn. 
What was with the county and hiding porn in weird places? I don't know. I found it everywhere as a kid. It was I was drawn to it, it seems, or it was drawn to me. I'm not I'm not really sure. It's all very upsetting. Yeah, it was from like the fifties. It's like pinup girls and stuff. It wasn't really like porn and like you think about it today. It was like women in lingerie. But they felt it was necessary to hide it behind the walls. Sure. Porn really has come along with <laughs> <laughs> Casey writes, Hey y'all. Not my first time writing in, but I'll tell you anyway that I love your faces. Uh, Listening to this second inbox this morning on my way to school to drop off my 12-year-old and my 2-year-old. Jethro mentioned death row in reference to euthanasia. Uh, Oh, not the production company? No. Okay. My 12-year-old Charlotte quips, death row. Who is that? JG's evil twin? Death row? It took me a moment longer than it should have to get the dad joke. So there you have it. Death Row Gilligan Toth. You're welcome. Love y'all. Well, we love you too, Casey. And tell Charlotte she's hilarious. Keep it up. I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to share my own boo effect. Oh. Okay. So the other day we were recording an episode where we were talking about some of the firsts that had happened in the United States. It was during the thing in the middle. The first mall was in Minnesota. The first sunscreen was invented in Florida. And we learned that the first city was in Maine. Right. York, Maine. York, Maine. The first officially chartered city in the new world. Immediately after we recorded that episode, I got a spam call from York, Maine. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, please stop spam calling me. (laughs) You're not fooling anyone just because you have the area code that our phone was originally registered in. We don't live there anymore. I don't know anyone from York. Although I'd like to, especially during the summer when they have barbecues and stuff on the beach. Oh, sure, sure. So one of our regular freaks... We hear from this person uh, semi-regularly, Reed Savory, and I love the name, mm. Reed Savory. JG, I'm actually stunned you haven't done this story already since it's right up your alley. The Lost City of Gold in New England? Now, before I read this next paragraph, I have to, I have to read it a special way, okay? Oh, okay. This one has it all. <laughs> Lost civilizations obsessed turn-of-the-century college professors, Vikings, Leif Erikson sailing into Boston sometime around the year 1000, a brick tower that marks the location of Nuremberga, which is still standing in the town lines of Waltham and Weston along the Charles River. <laughs> I don't know, when I first read the, the, that very first line, this one has got it all. Immediately, I went into Stefan mode. Obviously. Kylie writes, Welp, this is my 150th attempt at telling this story, and I'm sorry, but this is literally the best I can do. I have so many other stories about weird things happening around my daughter, but my brain is just not organized enough to tell them all at once. And here we go. So this happened a few years ago. My daughter was a newborn, and I would look down at her sweet little baby face, and I would say, I love you, baby. I love you, baby over and over to this poor child because I saw a video of a mama parrot say that to her babies. I thought it was so cute. Anyways, I just made a habit out of it. And one day, my daughter's sleeping, little perfect baby newborn, and the house is quiet. I'm just sitting there reading, and then I start to hear a voice. And I kind of perk up, and I listen harder, and it sounds like someone talking through a pipe. It was very distant and echoey, 
but unmistakable. It was a woman, and she was saying, I love you, baby. I love you, baby. Over and over. It must have been a straight minute of that, because I'm sitting there, and I'm going, I'm dreaming. I'm not awake right now. This is insane. What am I hearing? And then it just stopped. And I have not heard anything like that since, but it was very strange to hear the same sort of cadence that I would use, uh, you know, when I would talk to my baby, just far less annoying, honestly, way more (laughs) soothing and calming, um, but not my voice. Hmm. Wow. Kylie, thank you. Can you replay that part where she said, I love you, baby, because that was adorable. I love you, baby. Hearing whispers through what sounds like a pipe coming from nowhere, that's, uh, your plumbing is haunted, clearly. You need to call a paranormal plumbing company. There must be something like that. Uh, Roto, ghosty, Roto, demon rooter. (laughs) No. I'll I'll get back to it. Okay. Okay. Veronica writes, first, I wanted to express my heartfelt gratitude for featuring my husband's contribution, the story of Charlie Parkhurst on your podcast. As we listened in the car, JG mention of Joseph made me giggle and not knowing that it really was my husband who had contributed the idea. I jokingly said, oh, wow, Joseph, you're on the show. And then we both realized it truly was the story that he had shared. So thank you so much. That truly lifted his spirits after several rough months, especially because it happened on his birthday. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Happy birthday, Joseph. Now to my story. I grew up in Guatemala, and although I have several interesting stories to share, I wanted to share this particular tale. I've never been to Guatemala and I want to go. Okay, please continue. When I was very young, my mom and I visited my great uncle. He had a lush produce garden on a fenced-in rooftop where I loved to play. One day, engrossed in my play, I ignored warnings of a rooftop creature, typical adult tactics to get me to listen and go downstairs. Instead of listening, I chose to stay behind while the rest of my family went downstairs. This time, however, I turned to look through the fence and I saw what can only be described as a man with wings and buggy green eyes like... The ones that butterflies and other winged creatures have. I screamed as loud as I could and my family rushed to the roof to get me. I was shaking and crying, but whatever that creature was, was nowhere to be found. I've not heard much of uh, Mothman until a few years ago and decided to look it up. Kat, you have mentioned on several occasions that you believe that Mothman is, is misunderstood. And I know that you both have stated that he somehow predicts bad things. Well... My great-uncle passed away shortly after the incident. I thought uh, that was an interesting potential link. I never heard stories in Guatemala of other sightings. So it wasn't until a few years ago when I heard about Mothman through your podcast that I thought, I wonder if that's what I saw. And sure enough, the depictions I've seen are very close to what I saw that day. No way. I love your podcast, and I keep sharing it with people I know at work and with friends. You both are amazing. I keep joking that we're moving to Cusco and that I'm going to be your translator since I speak Spanish. Uh, we're in Cuenca, but uh, we'll meet you in Cusco. I uh, I like to imagine you both being close friends with us. Well, that's sweet. And we are family members. Again, this is just one big freak family. Anyhow, thank you so much for everything you do. Much love, Veronica. That's freaky. That is wild. 
I like to think that he was protecting you from falling off the roof. Mm -hmm. Because as we've stated, Mothman is just trying to take care of us. Yeah. He's Uh a good spirited guardian angel. Wholesome creature. Is that what you're okay? Yeah. That one gets under your skin, huh? Wholesome. Wholesome. Darcy, that's all we got. You gotta send us something else. Love you. That was riveting. <laughs> uh, whatever that was. Was there an embedded uh, EVP or something in that? I don't know. Let's do some audio processing on that. Let's slow that down and reverse it and see what it sounds like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's creepy. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. A lot of people send me TikToks and reels and memes, and there's no way I can share them all. And a lot of them honestly wouldn't translate well anyway. But Slade sent me a meme. This says the word homeowner has the word meow in it. Good luck pronouncing it correctly ever again. Meow. <laughs> oh, that, that ruined my day. Oh. <sighs> Man sent us an email. Please consider doing a story about the history of the United States Leprosaria. I had the opportunity to work at the uh, Louisiana Leprosarium, known officially as Long Leprosarium. And uh, it's known to the locals as simply Carville. It has an amazing and often heartbreaking history. And I think it certainly ranks up as an oddity. In fact, JG and Kat, if you ever make your way to Louisiana, I would be pleased to bring you to Carville and show you around. I would love that. I'm looking up flights right now. It's so weird that I've not been to Louisiana, considering it is a state I've been obsessed with since I was a child. So much history there. I was like sixth grade and I did a whole project on Louisiana and I built a mini bayou in a baby bathtub. That's hilarious. I don't suppose you ever got pictures of that. I don't think so, but I'll take a look. Like with one of your little cardboard disposable cameras. Hey guys, I am just listening to episode 598 and I learned about 
your dog. I just wanted to reach out and offer my deepest condolences. And um, I know how hard it must be. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. I, I don't know what else to tell you. I've been listening to your show for a long time. I had stopped doing it because I was busy doing other things. But right now that I'm catching up, I, I just... I, I had to pause the episode to, to send you this message. I wish you guys the best and um, have a great new year. Very productive as always. And um, I, like I said, I enjoy your show. See, we don't, we don't deserve you guys. This is the kind of thoughtful, caring thing that you guys are known for. And we see it all of the time on the freaks group on facebook people reaching out to other people who are going through difficult times and it's not lost on us and we appreciate when you take the time to reach out and um and share your condolences with us lisa in uh, maryland writes i just finished listening to box 610 and jg taking care of cat when uh, when you cut your hand cat it's I left the apartment casually, whistling with my hands in my pocket, and then bolted down the street. <laughs> you look out the uh, off the patio uh, balcony window, and I was running like Forrest Gump. She says, "That's the kind of love I hope I'll find someday." Mm. The way you unselfishly care for each other is just so rare and wonderful. It's not the first time I've thought that, but this time it brought tears to my eyes. Oh, ever since I changed antidepressants, it's uh, been like the episode of Friends where Chandler is finally able to cry. Oh my gosh, that is my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being an inspiration for the rest of us, Lisa, in uh, Maryland. And P.S. Those motorized roller skates are so wily coyote. Strap on one of those parachute jackets and you've got yourself a classic episode. <laughs> Speaking of which, we had several people write and say that they were ashamed of you because you asked where the coyote might have gotten his parachute. Oh, his Acme. Yeah, I, I should have thought of that. But my question was, did he have to have it specially made? Do they have a, a, a series of coyote sizes? How do you properly size a coyote for a parachute? You know, somebody needs to ask these questions. It's true. And that somebody is me. You know, it reminds me of uh, the George Carlin line. These are the kinds of questions that kept me out of the really good schools. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel writes, hello, hello. First of all, I know there are no words I can say to help you with what you guys are going through. Just know that you are in my heart. I received very bad news about my little furry family member yesterday, and that is as much as I will say, or we will all blubber. So to distract myself, I've made a list of differences between my home, Ireland, and yours, Ooh, USA. Love it. And it's been really both shocking and amazing to me. <laughs> Number one, you could fit 116 Irelands into the U.S. Wow. Ireland would fit into 0.86% of America. California is five times larger than <laughs> Ireland. The biggest forest in America is Tongass, which is 16.7 million acres. Ireland is 20 million acres. Wow. Population, America, 339 million. Ireland, 5 million. <laughs> 
Biggest lake in America, Lake Superior, at 82,103 square kilometers. Biggest lake in Ireland, Lake Nee. Nee. 396 square kilometers. I have never been to Ireland personally, but uh, Irish blood flows in my veins. My great, 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 great grandfather came over during the uh, the great potato famine uh, in 1850, mm. I think, and started a potato farm in northern Maine. And uh, Maine is the second largest potato producing state in the United States, second only to Idaho. And I like to think it's all because of my great, 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 great grandfather. Slacker. If he'd really tried, we would have been number one. Right? Ugh. I have been to Ireland, spent a little bit of time in a little hamlet called Adair, and it's like a fairy tale. Yeah? Thatched cottages, gardens everywhere, little garden gates that lead to secret, unknown, floral wonders. I love secret, unknown, floral wonders. I cannot wait to go back. Also, there was an included bonus fact. Rachel says, I live in a village with 711 people. Oh, my God. I am out of facts, she writes, and scheduled to cry. Good night slash night. Her name's Rachel? Yeah. That was my great, 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 great grandmother's name. I know. Rachel Porter. Rachel Porter. The. From County Cork. Protagonist in the upcoming film, Porter Settlement. Yes, which I'm in the process of writing a screenplay treatment for. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. Anyway, you guys, we love you. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for, for keeping in touch. It's it's wonderful to hear from you. Um, we hear from some of you guys fairly regularly, and that means a lot to us. And uh, if you've never written in before, we would love to hear where you're listening from and uh, how you found the podcast. And if you want to tell a story, you can do so by recording it on your phone. And emailing it to curator at theboxofoddities.com. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep flying that freak flag. Fly it proudly, you beautiful freak. And so, let it be known that the Box of Oddities belongs to you, and its fate is in your hands. We wish to offer our deeply felt gratitude and appreciation for your patronage. Theboxofoddities.com. Copyright 2024. All rights reserved. Hello, everyone. Stakuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. Do you love history but hate when it's stuffy and boring? Well, look no further and join me, Katie Charlwood, your friend the neighborhood social scientist and reader of books, as I delve into unsolved historical mysteries, murders by gaslight, and of course, women who have been misrepresented through all time. On Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.